Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, I am beyond excited to welcome expert food blogger, Sylvie, to talk all things money when it comes to food, grocery shopping, eating at restaurants, and more. Sylvie is a food blogger who loves creating approachable recipes with simple ingredients and big flavor. Combined with her over three years of working in the food influencer space on the brand side, she's passionate about teaching about food blogging and coaching those wanting to start their own food blog. So not only is she an incredible, an incredible cook, an incredible um, food blogger, but now she also teaches food bloggers how to start and grow their own profitable food blogging business. Um, In addition to that, on a personal note, Sylvie is my very best friend, and so it is an absolute joy to welcome her to the Deeper Than Money podcast. You are going to love this episode. Sylvie from Seasoned by Sylvie, who also happens to be my best friend in the whole wide world, here on the podcast today to talk all things food and saving money and in all things food blogging. She is an expert. So I cannot wait for you to hear from her. You are going to be just as obsessed with her as I am. So Sylvie, welcome to the Deeper the Money podcast. Please introduce yourself. Thanks, Chloe. So my name is Sylvie and I live in Madison, Wisconsin with my husband and my dog and my cat. Um, I'm a food blogger who loves creating delicious recipes using simple ingredients. Um, I'm an Enneagram 2. I know you love that stuff. The most so. Enneagram 2. <laughs> you're like the most. You're like textbook Enneagram 2. I know. Um, and I'm also expecting my first baby in May, which is exciting. Yay. Like it's like more than exciting. It's like <laughs> just monumental. It's a monumental. It's so exciting. Um, and yeah. And, and Sylvie's one of those people that you follow on Instagram. You like click on her profile for the food. You're like, oh, cute. Like food. I'll just like, you know, I'll get a recipe or two. And then you just become obsessed with like everything she does in her entire life. So fair warning, you're going to go for the food and you're going to stay for like everything about Sylvie. But so when it comes to food, let's just dive right in. When it comes to food and money, right? Like spending money on groceries, spending money on going out to restaurants or ordering takeout is a huge stressor a lot of times for millennials. And I see this a lot with my clients where they're just like, oh my God, I spend so much on food. I really just need, you know, saving money, like tips for saving money. 
And a lot of people, they have that desire to, you know, eat healthier and cook more at home because, you know, it's also going to save them money. But then they come home from work. It's already 6 p.m. They'd rather just order food. And then it just kind of racks up and becomes more expensive. What advice do you have for those people to really help them get on track with not only saving money, but potentially eating healthier too? Yeah, so I totally get that. And I know some people just don't like to cook. And even though I obviously do love to cook, (laughs) I still have those days where cooking dinner is just like the last thing I want to do. Um, So my main tips, first, I would recommend planning your week of meals out ahead of time. So I like to do this over the weekend for the week ahead, when I sit down and look at my schedule. And I like to have a couple nights of dinners planned that I know are a bit more involved and time consuming because I like to cook dinners like that. Um, But then I also have a few nights of super simple dinners that are just mindless to cook and on the table in under 30 seconds. Um, Oh my gosh. And also, I'm so sorry for how out of breath I am for everyone (laughs) listening. If you think I'm like running on a treadmill, I'm literally sitting here not moving, but it's like the oddest pregnancy symptom, but- you're currently um, just lifting weights. You're currently maxing out right now. I'm like <laughs> gasping for air just trying to talk. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that. So sorry. <laughs> um, Do not apologize. But um, I think another thing for me, and like this is something I try to apply to a lot of areas in my life, whether it's unloading the dishwasher or folding laundry, is just to try and find some joy in those mundane adulting tasks. So like, you're going to have to eat dinner. So why not, you know, turn making dinner into something intentional and fun. So you know, if that's turning on some music that you like to listen to, pouring a glass of wine or kombucha or like make lighting a candle. um, You know, I think if you just are intentional about it, and turn it into something that, you know, you enjoy doing that can kind of change your attitude around it too. Um, And then of course, like have a night or two on your schedule that you know, you're going to order out so that when those nights roll around, you can be like, Oh, I'm so excited to not cook tonight. And you know, then you have your nights where you know, you're going to cook because you're waiting for those nights where you're going to order out. Um, So I think that like really helps me in general. Totally. And I think there's this like weird narrative around like eating out it like I failed. Like, oh, I'm gonna spend right. this money. And then there's like guilt associated with it. And like, oh, I have groceries in the fridge, but I'm eating out. And this like negativity when it's like there can be a balance. And when you're gonna eat out, make it an intentional choice instead of making it this like I failed scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love that you share that on your food blog. Like, I love that you'll be on your story and be like, we're getting takeout tonight, right? Like, this is what it looks like from basically a professional chef and food blogger. But that it, it's okay. Like, there's no, there's not this like weird, like, oh no, I'm eating out again. It's like, no, I planned this. I'm right. so excited. This is what it looks like. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I literally love the nights that we get to eat out, <laughs> even though like I love cooking too. But I think it's also like recognizing your rhythms, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, I know that typically like in the beginning of the week, I just have more steam for cooking dinners. So I cook more mm-hmm. of my like, you know, dinners that I need to make for the blog or something that I need to put more time into on like the first few nights of the week. And then I know that as the week goes on, I just get tired and 
by Thursday or Friday. And, you know, I want something just super easy to make. So it's just finding those rhythms too. So if you know you have something one evening every single week, you know, like a a meeting that goes later into your evening, or you know, you go to a, a workout session or something, you know, plan an easy dinner for that night. Like don't set yourself up for failure by thinking that you need to make something crazy that night that you just don't have the time or energy to. So good. So good. So what are some of your favorite go-to meals or habits to start that save you time and money that the DTM audience can start implementing? Oh my gosh. Can you hear my my animals? I have a cat and dog and they're playing in the background. It was zoo. Oh my God, literally, like this is my life. Um, but one thing I get asked all the time is what I eat for lunch. And I think especially with a lot of people right now working from home, um, a great thing to incorporate is to have your dinner leftovers from the night before for lunch the next day. So it's not meal prepping in the traditional sense where you make the same thing for your lunches for every day. And by Wednesday, you're so freaking sick of it that, you know, you just don't want to eat it. Um, But it's just a way to be to get kind of more bang for your buck in terms of money and time, because you're cooking once, but you're really eating it for two meals. Um, Mm -hmm. So I that's like one tangible thing that I would recommend is, you know, if there's two of you in your house, make your dinners for four servings so that you get more than one meal out of it. Um, And like meals that are great for this would be like a pasta dish that you can kind of just make like a whole box of pasta um, and put some more stuff into it. So it makes quite a few servings. And then like soups are really great for this too, you know, because you can just make one big pot of soup. Um, Mm -hmm. And with those, you can make extra and put it in your freezer so that you know you have a good meal that you can just pull out of the freezer sometime a few weeks from then and have a dinner then too. Totally. Your, um, your Greek, your lemon Greek, what is it? Like the soup is yeah, <laughs> my one of my favorite of your recipes, and oh, also so good straight out of the freezer. Like straight yeah, out of the freezer, yeah. heat it up. It literally tastes gourmet. People underestimate soup and soups in the freezer. You know? <laughs> it's really fun. like don't sleep on soup in the freezer. And <laughs> we also shouldn't have recorded this episode like towards the evening because I'm like drooling thinking of some of recipes. Like going to the grocery store when you're <laughs> like it's just not smart. We should all I'll put this in the um we'll have like links for you guys to check out like all of Sylvie's stuff and all the stuff we talk about in the show notes. But also I'm gonna put my top five favorite Sylvie recipes, which I can already come up with off the top of my head. <laughs> um but in the show notes for you of ones that you just have to try out. Oh cool. okay. So what are some of the tips you have for people when it comes to choosing a grocery store and grocery shopping in the most cost-effective way? So, um, okay. So you, one thing is you really don't need to shop at like the trendy wellness stores in order to cook incredible healthy food. Um, I personally love stores like Aldi and Trader Joe's. I know they aren't everywhere, but there's versions of them um, a lot of places and they really do just make it so much more affordable than going to, you know, an Erewhon or a, or a Whole Foods or somewhere like that. Um, and, you know, when you're at the store, shop store brands or generic brands. It's usually the exact same product as the name brand. 
um, which a lot of people don't realize. And then another great thing to do is to take advantage of any perks that the store has in terms of memberships, like, you know, the little cards that you swipe when you're checking out that save you money. So I think a lot of the time, you know, it'll be like, you have your fuel saver or whatever. And people are like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sign up. But a lot of time it's so easy to sign up for those. They don't even need like contact information for you yeah. and you just end up saving money with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so double double question. How many times do you go to the grocery store every month? How many times do you would you say on average that you do like takeout every month? And then how much do you spend on each? How much do you spend on groceries for the month? How much would you normally plan on spending for like takeout or restaurants? And how do you really decide what that number is? Yeah. So I go to the store once a week. Um, Sometimes there will be a random store trip in another random trip in there um, for something that I forgot, but I do one big trip a week and that really helps. I know that, you know, depending on your circumstances, like if you live in a city and, you know, you don't have a car, you might need to go more often. Um, But for me, that's what works. And we generally eat at home, like cooking, um, five to six times a week. And then we'll get takeout like once or twice a week. So, um, my budget is, you know, maybe going to look a little different than other people's because I obviously buy a lot of groceries and food for recipe development for my blog. Um, but in general, like our budget for groceries, eating out any beer, wine, etc. um, ends up being like 150 to 200 a week, but that's total. So like, every single meal that we're eating for seven days. Um, And, you know, cooking and food, good food is also something that both my husband and I really value and cherish. So we might spend a little bit more on it than other people, but save in ways that we don't value as much. Exactly. And that's the key, right? And I think a lot of people would look at a question like this and be like, okay, so that's how much I need to spend. And it's like, no, that's not. That's how much Sylvie spends. And I ask this because I want to see like, you know, the inside of what a food blogger spends every, you know, every month. But it's like, you hit the nail on the head there of like, that's what you spend because that's what you value and your money should reflect your values, right? And so it's so brilliant. Also, one thing that is not talked about enough is how much Mike wins out of this ordeal. Like Mike basically gets a gourmet meal every meal. Like he basically is living the life of what normal people would consider like getting takeout every meal because he gets your recipes every single day or takeout. I know. I'll need to remind him of that next time. Yeah. Like I just feel like that's an underlooked thing, right? Like I just feel like that's really not touched on enough of like the life of Mike and how incredible that is. You can can have him on. He'll talk about it. I'm sure. (laughs) We just, we need a second interview of follow-up of Mike just being like, yeah, that her food is literally so good. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Cooking for people is definitely like how I show I show them that I love them. So it pays to be my friend for sure. It really does. It pays to be your friend. And honestly, it pays to be your friend even more so when ge- geography is not a, a, you know, because you really can't no. ship food, right? No. Like, I, I do feel like that's me. that's tough in your friendship because I used to just be able to like eat your food I all know. the time. And now it's like, 
you know, it's like an eight hour uh, drive to no, pick I up some that. extra soap. Tipping so involves like dry ice. It's trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. So we'll like bridge that gap at some point until then. Um, I have to do, you know, you know, basically Shay and I have to make your recipes, which Shay has been into cooking. Like during quarantine, during quarantine, Shay was like texting Sylvie, get like prepping recipes, going to the grocery store, getting the stuff and making them like on his own. It was, I lived the life. I lived the like Mike life at that point. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) that was great. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest money suck when it comes to food in general that people can avoid? Um, stop throwing out the food that you buy. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, like I always see like the memes and the videos of like, oh, another tub, of, another tub of spinach like that I'm going to buy and then throw out, which like is funny, but also like it's wasting your money and it's so bad for the environment, which is like, exactly. day. but, um, you know, the way to, to avoid that would be just be intentional about what you're purchasing. So like I said, every weekend I sit down and I look at the week ahead and I decide what our dinners are going to be, whether it's recipes I need to develop for work or Pinterest inspired meals, if I'm needing inspiration, um, or those easy meals for when I just don't feel like cooking. And so I actually have like a running document where I just call like meal ideas. And I just pick and choose from that based on what we're in the mood for. Um, And then I go through each recipe of our little menu and I make my grocery list based on the ingredients needed for each recipe. And I will double check my fridge and my pantry to make sure I'm not buying something I already have because there's always that bag Mm -hmm. of rice in the back of it that you forgot about. Trust me. Um, And then I use that as my grocery list and I stick to it. And I know that sounds really simple and it's because it is simple, but it really does help to have a method like that instead of just walking into the store and buying what you think you might eat that week. Totally. And I'm so so guilty of this. And another thing that you taught me to do, which is the biggest game changer is as soon as I get home now, I wash like fruit and vegetables. And then like, if it's strawberries, I like cut it up and put it in the fridge to where I can just go in and eat them as opposed to like, I'm, this is like queen of like, so lazy first world problems when I like go in the fridge and then I see the strawberries and they're not washed or cut. And so I'm like, eh, I'll wait. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prepping your food when you get it can make a huge difference too, because you're just way more likely to eat it if you can just reach in your fridge and grab it and eat it instead of like, even though it doesn't take that much, but like sometimes it just feels like a lot to have to wash something. Yeah. It just has, it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. It just feels like a lot. Yeah. So just get it done and then all week it's easy. Yeah. And you, you just feel better too. Like I, it's such a feeling of like guilt when you, you know, you're going to put new groceries in and as you're putting new groceries in, you're taking old groceries out and throwing them away. And it's such a like, you know, I feel guilty because I'm wasting food. I feel guilty that I'm, you know, wasting the money. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty that, you know, I just, it was a, it was a bad judgment call of buying it or that I was lazy and didn't do it. Right. And so it's like that buildup where it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. And so I love that you touched on that. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of people would say and and kind of have this mindset that it's super expensive to like eat really healthy or, you know, cook the recipes that you have, um, you know, outlined on your blog. What would you say to somebody who kind of has that mentality right now? Well, I don't want to discount the fact that unfortunately in our country, there are a lot of circumstances that do make it easier and cheaper for people to eat unhealthy um, processed food. You know, there are a lot of healthy food deserts in a lot of communities, which is kind of a tangent, but something I'm really passionate about working on. Um, But if those circumstances don't apply and healthy food is accessible to cook and eat, then I would just encourage people to look at their budgets and really see the difference when they are taking the time to be more intentional with the way they're shopping and eating. So like an example of this, I was actually just talking to someone about, um, I love to make a fresh juice every morning for Mike and I. And, you know, I've gotten messages saying like, I really want to start juicing, but it's so expensive. And I did the did the math and I spend like $15 on produce for juicing per week. So broken down, our daily juice comes out to be like a little bit more than a dollar. So when you look at that price compared to going to a juice bar where you're going to spend like $12 on one tiny yeah. juice, you can see that just like typically you can save money by just cooking your food yourself and just being more intentional and just planning it more. Totally. And, and and I'm so glad you brought that up about the, um, you know, the healthy food deserts of, mm-hmm. um, just recently listened to a podcast on like the strategic placement of dollar generals yeah. and how it just, it can lead to just these massive disparities when it comes to food. And I know that you're so passionate about that, which is so, so cool. And I think you also were the one that talked to me about this, um, this summer when we were talking about like, what are ways that we can, you know, do better, give back, be passionate about and keep momentum with, you know, fighting for a cause. And so I think that's such a cool thing of you're so passionate about food. You're so passionate about health. You're so passionate about a balanced lifestyle. And then to have that cause, that's so related to that and near and dear to your heart. I I love that. And I think so many people, they want to have a cause or they want to be really going home about this certain thing, but because it's not something that is like in their interest that they kind of lag off, you know? And so finding that thing for yourself, I feel like is such like a, a tangent that's so so many people could benefit from too. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And yeah, I mean, I just don't want to shame anyone if they don't eat like me or cook like me, because there's just so much more to it than that, you know, like just so many circumstances and everyone's backgrounds that play into that. And food is really personal, you know, so I just don't want to, you know, breeze over that. Love that. Okay. So how have your recipes and cooking in general changed since being pregnant? And how do you come up with, and I want to know if this has changed as well, how do you come up with a new recipe, right? Like I'm thinking, okay, if I were to come up with a recipe, I would just like walk in my kitchen and be like, okay, applesauce and uh, look at my spice rack. Like, I don't know. Can I put oregano? Like, what is this? Like, I would have no idea how to (laughs) put together a recipe. So how do you come up with the recipes? How have your recipes and cooking and that process, if at all, changed since becoming pregnant? 
Oh my god. Okay, so my first trimester was wild, like for as it is for most people. But um, I mean, I had it pretty easy compared to like what a lot of women go through. But it really is just kind of like straight survival mode. So I was just really leaning into what my body was telling me it wanted, which was really just a lot of boxed mac and cheese and like buttered sourdough toast. (laughs) Um, Like I literally didn't have a vegetable for a month straight, I don't think. Um, And so it was really hard to be a food blogger during that time because I honestly just felt so apathetic towards food, which is not me, not normal for me. Um, But luckily it got better and I'm back to eating all of the same foods that I loved previously. So It's really not that different now. Um, But in terms of like getting inspired for recipes, um, you know, a lot of it is just that I've practiced so much and spent so much time in the kitchen that I've gained a lot of experience in, you know, like what flavors go well together. So I can kind of riff on things and make new things. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from restaurants and going out to eat or places I've traveled, cultures that I've learned about. Um, A lot of my food blogger friends inspire me a ton too. And um, I think when it comes down to it, like I'm really just inspired by the ingredients. So usually like an an idea for a recipe starts with one ingredient that I know I want to use. And then it kind of blossoms from and stems off from there. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And you just, you have such an eye for it too of – things that go together and things that don't of like, you know, I've even been at like restaurants with you where you're like, oh my God, this is so good. But if they added like X, Y, and Z, it would be so much better where I'm like, I have no, I'm either like, it's good or it's not. Every time you go to a restaurant, Hey, here's the menu. What should I order? (laughs) Guys, it's pathetic, but I do that all the time. I'm like, especially fancy restaurants where I literally like, I did not grow up going to restaurants. And so trying like new foods at restaurants is something I started doing. And especially like my first couple of years, my twenties, I was so focused on like, save every dime, don't go out to eat that I really didn't got to eat that much at all. And so the last like two years of my life is really the first time that I've been going out, trying new restaurants and going to like fancier restaurants. And so Shay and I will go on a date night and I'm like, shit, I have no clue what these words are. I don't even know what these like food things are. And I have to literally text Sylvia a picture of the menu and say, what should I order? So start a hotline. You honestly should. You should offer like a membership program. Yeah, office hours. <laughs> you should you should do office hours where people can send in. They can call in. Sylvie, yeah. I'm in the bathroom at a restaurant. <laughs> what do I get? And you tell them. Oh my That's gosh. hilarious. You really should. You know, you know, there's a need for everything, right? Like yeah, find a problem yeah. and solve it. You really solve the problem. Find that niche. <laughs> so I love, I love this, and I I love hearing you talk about this. So Tell us where your passion for cooking comes from. And I know you talked about earlier that, you know, this is such a a thing that your family now, right? Like you, your nuclear family of like you and Mike and like soon to be little baby, um, that you, you value that, but where did this come from originally? Yeah. So definitely my parents, um, they are incredible cooks and I feel so lucky to have been exposed to such amazing food from such a young age. 
and they also loved to host and food was always such a big part of that. And I think that's one of the main reasons I love to cook now too, is because I just think food is like the best way to gather and make memories with your loved ones. Like all of my best memories involve my friends or family and food. (laughs) So um, like I said, it's definitely like the way that I show people that I love them is cooking for them. Oh, I love that. Okay. This is, this is a fun question. Who is your favorite celebrity chef or like, you know, if it's instead like a food blogger or some cook, tell us. Oh my God. I love that. Um, so, I mean, I love Julia Child, of course, but she's not exactly like a celebrity. Oh my gosh. Dale Crane would be so happy to hear that. I know. Yeah. Um, but for current celebrities, I love Ina Garden because she's just like the most calming presence and I love her approach to using real ingredients. Um, and I also love Guy Fieri just because he cracks me up and he's also a really great human behind the scenes who does a lot to support the food industry. So I really respect him a lot for that. That's amazing. Okay. So who inspires you when it comes to coming up with the new recipes or trying new things in the kitchen? Um, definitely my appetite. <laughs> Love. Mainly inspired by my appetite. Um, but I don't know, like I said, I get a lot of inspiration from like going out to eat or, um, you know, I consume like a lot of food content just from being in the industry that I'm in. So I'm constantly like seeing new recipes and seeing ingredients being used in unique ways. And so I get a lot of inspiration just from like kind of being in a little food bubble, you know, and just um, being really inspired by other people in my industry. Yeah. Basically, every time you eat out and go try a new restaurant, it truly should be a business write-off. Oh, it really really should. should. Yeah, I can listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it really should. Okay, so I know that there's also, right, like obviously one of your main audiences would be people who eat good food, right? Mm-hmm. Who are like, oh my gosh, I want new recipes. And and honestly, one of my favorite parts about following you is that there's days where I'm literally like nothing sounds good. And then especially when I'm planning, like you said, you know, I sit down and plan what I'm going to spend at the grocery store, what I'm going to buy. I'll be like, oh my God, nothing sounds good. Like nothing sounds good. And then I just like scroll through your page. And I'm like, oh my God, these all sound good. Um, So obviously it's people like that, right? Like they come for your blog, they come for the food, but also there's so many people out there who look up to you from the aspect of food blogging. Maybe they are someone who, you know, we talk a lot about on this podcast of, you know, your dream isn't stupid. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there who have that dream of pursuing something similar to what you're doing of food blogging and growing growing a business. So what would you say, what advice would you have for those kind of new or inspiring someday to be food bloggers? What advice would you have for them just getting started and what can they do? Where can they go to get more help with that? Oh my gosh. My main advice would be to do it. Um, Food blogging is an incredibly fun job. Um, It combines so many things that I personally love like cooking, photography, social media marketing, um, you know, and it's just a really fun combination of different roles. And don't be afraid to just 
freaking go for it. Like the industry is literally less than 10 years old and it's just getting started. So there's room for everyone. And anyone who says the industry is too saturated is lying to you. (laughs) You know, there's so much opportunity. Um, And, you know, another really helpful thing is to get support and guidance. So you're not wasting a lot of your time trying to do the wrong things, because there really are so many aspects to running a blog and a website that take a really long time to learn. And there's so many different routes you can go down. And, you know, if you have the right guidance, it can be such a smoother process. So one thing that's been really helpful for me is to just use those resources, um, you know, and learn from those who have done it before you. So I run a food blog coaching program called Foodie to Food Blogger. So if you're someone who has always dreamt of starting a food blog, whether you just want a passion project or you want to turn it into a business, it's... um, My program is 12 weeks of teaching you all you need to know to get started. And the next round actually starts January 11th. And I'm so excited. It's going to be a blast. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I see so many people. I like, I creep on like every, of course, everything you do and everything you post. But I see you tagged and stuff all the time from people who are like, oh my gosh, like I'm in your program. And when you creep on the people who are in your program this this last round of where they started versus where they are now, it's mind blowing. Like it's just, it's so crazy. I am absolutely a huge proponent of investing in yourself. And, and here's the thing, if you want to start a food blog, can you absolutely just try things yourself for sure? But are you going to get way faster results diving in and going all in for yourself and investing from someone who already did it? Absolutely. So we'll put the link in that in the comments and, um, you can go apply, go check out all of that stuff because it's epic. And (laughs) I know it's literally going to sell out so fast. So make sure to act quickly. Yes. Um, okay. Amazing. So the the last thing that I want to to ask you and wrap it up is either we like asking one of these two questions at the end of our interviews. One, what's a big ass money goal of yours? Or uh, you can you know choose either one of these or both if you want. Or what is one piece of advice, like the best piece of advice you've ever gotten, or a piece of advice that you love to give to others and pass on? Hmm. Those are fun. So I think a big ass money goal for myself would be to be in a place where I can take my kids traveling around the world, Mm. you know, and I can show them all of the delicious food that is out there (laughs) and we can experience life together, um, you know, in different cultures and all of that. So that would be really awesome. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. And just the the culture of food is so cool too. So yeah. fun. And fun fact, when Sylvie and I were in college, we studied abroad in Spain together oh and got to try all of the food there. And I still dream of it all, all the time. Even though our main <laughs> food group was eating like the fruit out of the sangria. <laughs> I <laughs> Eating like the food that had like accumulated in the bottom of our leaves out of the mojitos. (laughs) Those were our salads. Yeah, (laughs) 
And the the olives, the appetizer olives that we'd always be so hungry by the time we would just like eat them. They were like, oh, okay, wow, you just scarf those down. Yes. <laughs> um, so good. Literally one of my favorite times uh, in like my entire life. Okay. Um, Sylvie, last thing, tell, tell everybody, of course, we're going to have links, but tell everybody where they can go find you, hang out with you, do all the things. Yay. Um, you can find my website at seasonedbysylvie.com. And then you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at seasonedbysylvie.com. Um, or just like go look at Chloe's comments and I'm probably there commenting 15 times on each post. You can find me that And way. it's always the most witty comment too. It always <laughs> is. 10 out of 10. All right. Well, Sylvie, thank you so much for coming on the Deeper Than Money podcast today to talk about not only the best tips when it comes to money and food, but also to give us some behind the scenes of your business and really what it means to go after your goals in the food blogging industry. Everybody, if you love this episode, make sure to tag Sylvie, tag me on Instagram, go leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you and we will see you back next week on another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Thanks for having me.